0: Hey, well, welcome. It's eight minutes after the hour. Garson just tried to slap my hand because I picked up the firearm that he brought in. Garson uh, Chen is with us from Graphs. We got uh, Dale Roberts of the CPOA. State Representative Chuck Basie is in the studio, too. Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Gengxi
1: Fatsai. On a snowy I'm day. I'm sorry, what? Gengxi Fatsai.
2: You do, and you'll clean it up.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's Chinese New Year. Well, good. Well, happy coronavirus to you too. Don't want the coronavirus,
0: then stay away. Yeah. Oh, all right. Now well, I'll put that down. It's just very fun looking, and I wanted to, I wanted to grasp. But we'll talk about that in the next hour. Uh, all kinds of legislation on the table, uh, and uh, all kinds of hoops to get through to get the legislation through. Uh, we'll talk about uh, bail. Uh, and I think we'll kick that off uh, right now. If you go to Facebook, it's Gary on Guns Cameras in Studio. So when we display the firearms, you'll actually be able to see them, not just a still on the uh, on the uh, Facebook page. Uh, but uh, I'm going to start this off with Dale from the CPOA. Oh go ahead, take a sip, and then I'll ask you a question. Right? Yeah. Send I was, me I was up. waiting for him to, you know, just have a mouthful of coffee and then. Start At least talking. there's no
1: donuts to get a big mouthful of.
0: Yeah. No fat pills. I learned. <laughs> yeah, I. Are uh, you guys? Uh, yesterday, we had, I would say, a food orgy in the building. Lutz's barbecue came Yikes. in, and uh, Burl brought in barbecued ribs and those oh. uh, fresh hot chips that he makes and. Uh, his
2: cheesy sure. mashed potatoes or what I had when I was there.
0: I didn't even get to those Oh, because there are uh, a bunch of omnivores in the building <laughs> who apparently were aware he was coming in and hadn't eaten in three or four days <laughs> in, in an attempt to make room for as much of the food as they could. So I'm stuck on the air. I can't eat while I'm on the air. Uh, and while Brian and I are working, um, everybody out there was good. So I never got to taste the cheesy potatoes, and I love those. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but there is a video of a guy confronting Squaw Warren uh, at a, a recent uh, 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 speech that she had made. And he walks up to her and he says, listen, I have been, and I'm paraphrasing everything here, I uh, worked double shifts, scrimped and saved, uh, put away all my money. I didn't buy things that I wanted so that I could pay for my, my daughter's college education. And now you come along and say, you're going to wipe out all this college debt. Well, what about all that money I spent? Will you, will you pay me that money back? And she said, of course not. And he said, well, i got a friend of mine. He went out and bought new cars and all kinds of neat stuff. His, his family, they, they ran up college debt, and you're going you're gonna to reward them for that behavior and punish me for mine. Well, that video went viral. Yes. Sir. Well, that's Burl Lute's brother. Ooh. Joe, and we had him on the program yesterday. Awesome. What a great guy. Uh, yeah, my,
1: my dad's found that out. He's retired and signed up for Medicaid, and he's Medicare, got, you mean?: Yeah, Medicare, and he's got too much money for what they consider proper, so they charge him a lot more for everything. Yeah, it's really nice.
0: Yeah, and social Security is the same way. If you keep working and you make a little too much money, they start taxing your social Security and if and, and it's a relatively low threshold uh 35 40 grand and 85% of your money is taxable from social security it's like
1: didn't we already pay taxes on that
0: uh, well, you, Carson, garson if you're going to be <laughs> if you're going to be picky and point All those right. things out uh, anyway we kind of got off track here but <clears throat> um and in fact i Burles, uh, is a, is, a, is a, a second amendment guy uh, he and I yeah. went out shooting.
1: Uh, Lutz's is, is caters the Centralia NRA banquet. Yeah, and that spread is always a good spread, isn't it? Though, oh yeah, God,
0: I'm hungry again. I want, I want to go to Lutz's. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: all right, uh, so let's let's uh, start talking about. Uh, wait a minute. Let's not talk about anything just yet because we have potentially another uh, another uh, state legislator on here. Chuck, uh, you can go home now. We got Cherie Tolson Reich okay. on the line. <laughs> Cherie, welcome. How are you? <laughs>
2: I'm great listening to a wonderful show this morning. Um, I wanted to mention that Mr. Lutz that confronted Squaw Warren uh, is the mayor of Tipton, Missouri. So he's from right here in Missouri.
0: Yeah, yeah. What a great guy. Uh, In fact, we decided that if we could get to some of these uh, campaign events, Brian and I would go and and ask these kinds of questions. He's inspired us. Uh, And we're going to call it lootsing the candidates. <laughs> well done. Oh, good one. Yeah. You guys have a great day. All right, good. Cherie, thank you. Take care. Glad to have you. you on Gary on Guns. <laughs> oh, and listeners came up with some great questions. Uh, Brian and I will try to get those. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're talking about bail. New York City is uh, probably the most uh, uh, prevalent uh, city with this new bail reform legislation. I can see the point in it, uh, and I and I can appreciate the point in it, but something isn't quite working out. Um, in New York, they, for instance, they just had a guy that was in for robbing a bank. They let him out on bail, and he went right out and robbed a
2: bank. Um, did, he, well, the theory of bail is you're supposed to be able to go out and go back to work. So I guess he figured <laughs> he, he was going back to work. All right, now, he didn't have to post bail, did he? Did Are they posting bail, or are they just letting them out you know i think i think they're letting them out on their own recognizance just just we take your word for it that you'll come back and oh he came back all right (laughs) yeah
0: well and and i was like he was fired from a gun
2: i was telling gary when we were off the air you know as the head of the police officer association i get news announcements from law enforcement agencies all over the country all, all day long and i'm constantly now seeing law enforcement agencies raise the alarm that somebody, you know, was properly arrested, was released because of the bail reform, in quotes, and went out and raped somebody or murdered somebody or robbed a bank. And it seems to be happening nationally. It seems to be happening every day and yeah there are people um who should be out on bail the theory of bail is that a citizen can return to their family and earn an income and keep the family from going on welfare and keep their job and there are people who properly you know should be returned to society pending their criminal case but my gosh you know some of these people i think at a glance you would go yeah you you don't play well with others you're going to stay here
0: there's some minor crimes where you would think uh it doesn't it, it isn't worth locking them up. You do want them to go back to work and maybe they're you know, if they're already poor, they're not gonna get what are they gonna use for collateral to get a bail bondsman to come to their to their rescue. Sure. Uh and so those people who are in that uh you know, that financial realm and, and that criminal realm, you want them to be able to go out and keep working or, you know, trying to make ends meet. Without a lot of government obstacles. Um, But at the same time, there's got to be a limit on who you let out and
2: under what circumstances. And I think they don't have those limits in some of these cities that are passing these laws. No, it it doesn't seem to be working. And the officers complain, you know, I arrested so-and-so on Monday. Then I arrested that person again on Thursday. Then they're out again and I arrested them on Saturday. You know, they're career criminals who seem to be being released under the bail reform theory. And again, the, you know, there are people who, who qualify and should be able to return to their families and return to work, but the folks we're seeing in the news are, are not those people.
0: If you just turn the radio on, uh, we are uh, chatting with uh, Dale Roberts from the uh, CPOA. Also on board, uh, Garson is in from graphs, and State Representative Chuck Basie is on board. Uh, while we're talking about law enforcement, Uh, I've been reading stories about uh, law enforcement across the country who are disenchanted with their jobs because they fear that they won't be supported by the politicians. Uh, And I'm wondering if that's, uh, does that have any effect on recruiting here in Columbia?
2: I think it has a a big effect on recruiting probably everywhere. I will say immediately, without hesitation, it's not nearly as bad here as it was about a year ago. Um, And to that end, I have a lot of people who say, you know, I don't see you in the news as much anymore. And I say, well, that's because our two biggest problems are gone. Well, the mayor seems to be pro-law enforcement. Oh, the mayor's pro-law enforcement. And the The, chief is is like one of the guys, I think. Chief Jones is uh, has spent his career over 20 years with Columbia Police Department probably done every job and then some and then the new city manager John Glasscock uh, well in a nutshell the officers in Columbia now know that the city the mayor the city manager and the police chief have their back the officers have been have been told repeatedly just do the right thing for the right reason, and you 'll be okay and So I think they feel pretty confident that they can do their job and not be thrown under the bus that wasn 't the case a year and a half, two years ago here in Colombia, but it is a problem nationwide because political pressure um, on politicians for lack of a better term uh, means that a lot of times the, you know the officer takes the blame for you know hindsight is perfect and an officer has to act in a matter of seconds under usually pretty difficult circumstances
0: columbia police wear the cameras oh yes and, and
2: how long have they been doing that how long has that been in uh gosh i was seven- it
0: before ferguson
2: yes uh, yes i think so and columbia was the first department in missouri to go you know every officer on the street wears a camera and there may have been a little hesitation for a couple of weeks but the officers love them over and over again the cameras have shown um that you know a complaint comes in from somebody the the supervisor looks at the video and goes well i'm sorry to the complainant that that's not what happened you know i've seen the video i've heard the audio the officer did what the officer was supposed to do and what you allege happened didn't is not on the video yeah all right there is some
0: pending gun legislation in the state we've gone over some of it uh, over the last, uh, the course of the last couple of weeks. But getting a piece of legislation out to vote can sometimes be pretty challenging. And you may be able to help with that. Uh, so we'll check in with Chuck, Chuck Basie in just a few minutes and get those details. Also, your phone calls. Eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free 800 529 5572. Gary on guns, 9 Eagle. We've got uh, uh, from Crafts, Garson is on board, brought in a couple of great firearms. Can't wait to get to those. Dale Roberts in from the CPOA, and then uh, Chuck Basie, state representative, is on board too. We're going to talk about getting legislation passed and what you can do to perhaps help make that happen in the last segment of the program we're talking about bail reform and chuck's on the line chuck welcome glad to have you on gary on guns how are you
3: oh pretty good hey um i why don't they just i mean they why is it so confusing why can't they just make a simple criteria for for bail eligibility like you know uh no violent crimes or anything like that or uh, are they a repeat offender i mean it, i just don't see how it can be so complicated why can't there just be a small list of criteria that has to be met when you're to be eligible for bail otherwise you're just out of luck
2: chuck i love you brother but you're assuming that these politicians have common sense I mean, well just, no i never assume that well yeah i mean i mean you and i agree sorry other chuck <laughs> yeah yeah i mean well yeah chuck basie has common sense we know some politicians who are good common sense people and one of them is here in the studio Well, don't
0: forget the politics of this a lot of these prosecutors want to go on to be legislators oh yeah and they want to look as though they are tough on crime uh and then they come up with you know they start locking everybody up and then somebody comes out and says well now you're locking up too many people and then they for you know the sake of popularity
2: they'll go the other way and we've talked here in the studio before about the fact that here in boone county the circuit judges sit on a committee with the sheriff and other people that meets i don't know once a month to talk about overcrowding in the jail and what are they going to do about it which suggests that when a judge is hearing a case in the back of her mind or his mind they're thinking well there's no room for this person and i've said before the Judge should not be thinking about that. That's the sheriff's problem. He handles it quite well, but Chuck, you're right. I mean, you would think they could establish it would be pretty easy to establish criteria like that. Some of this is happening in New York and in California, where we know they unencumbered they act you know unencumbered by the thought process
0: so no. yeah, you'd think though Chuck, you're right, you'd think they would be able. Uh, to uh, set up some parameters and work within them. Chuck, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on Gary on guns. Uh, Several pieces of good and several pieces of really bad uh, gun legislation pending uh, in the House, in the State House, and uh, there seems to be like the Second Amendment Preservation Act. I really like that, Chuck.
3: Right, right. It's a a good bill. I co-sponsored it last week. And um, Representative Jared Taylor has carried uh, that bill a couple years now, and we just can't get any movement. It's uh, a mere bill of Senator Burleson's in the Senate. Uh, Jared's bill is 1637. The Senate bill is 588. And um, I don't know about the Senate bill, but so far there has been no Second Amendment legislation referred to committee in the house. yeah. Alright, now explain the
0: process uh, to get it into the committees because it's it seems to me that uh, you got a bottleneck there. You get one or two people who don't move on something and it just doesn't get moved at all. Right,
3: it's, it's so critical to get a bill moving early in session but uh, essentially you file the bill, the clerk's office assigns a number to it and then you have to get the speaker's office to refer it to committee then you have to get the committee chairman to agree to schedule a hearing and then things start moving so once that happens uh, then you gotta get it to, uh, voted out of committee it's gotta go to a second committee the oversight committee it's gotta be voted out of that before it even makes it to the house calendar to be brought up for floor debate and then once that happens then it's up to the uh, majority leader which is a very good guy rob escovo will be our next speaker and uh... he will uh bring it up for floor debate and then that's how the bill you know uh, advances in the house anyway
0: now can can listeners apply pressure can they call up so a lot of times this stuff comes in and nobody knows uh they don't have uh you know regular updates or it sneaks in and and it passes by if listeners um get involved start calling can they apply pressure and get something moved? Or
3: absolutely, if you go to your the Missouri House website, it's mo.house.gov. Gov. You can find your state rep, uh, call their office or email them, either one, or visit the office. Um, or you can call the Speaker's office, uh, Elijah Har. That's um, uh, be polite, be be short, to the point, and uh, just ask for them to uh, move legislation relating to the Second Amendment. That simple. All right.
0: Here's what I'm going to do, because uh, people aren't going to remember the phone number. They're driving down the street right now. They have no way of marking all this down. Uh, I'm going to invite you to come over to my side of the computer here during the uh, the bottom-of-the-hour news break and type in all the contact information, and we'll post it on our Facebook page, Gary on Guns, and uh, that way... If if they're in the car they could just go to Facebook, Gary on Guns when they get home, get the information and start calling and pointing out that that you know this legislation needs to get introduced. It needs to get voted on.
2: And Gary, can I add if I may add to that um This will be my 13th year. Every year, the legislature has invited me to come down. Uh, Todd Burke and I go down and teach firearms law, concealed carry class for the legislators. And you get eight hours, basically uninterrupted time with a room full of legislators, which is a golden opportunity. And I'm shocked at how many of them say, oh, if I get 10 or 12 calls, I sit up and take notice. It doesn't take much to get their attention. People just need to call. All right. Well, we're going to
0: put that up on our Facebook page, Gary on Guns. Uh, so that uh, you got uh, the relevant relevant information at your fingertips. Coming up, we'll chat a little bit about Virginia on Gary On Guns ninety three nine Eagle. Thirty five minutes after the hour, State Rep Chuck Basie on board with us this morning. Uh, we've got uh, Garson in from Graphs, and uh, you know I'm just drooling over these two firearms. They're <laughs> really uh, impressive. Anyway, we'll get to those in the next hour, uh, and then uh, Dale Robertson from the CPOA. Up on the Facebook page, Gary on Guns, we have posted uh, a couple of pieces of legislation, uh, the the bill numbers in the House and the Senate, and phone numbers and emails. So, you know, you're driving down the street or you don't have a pen in your hand or whatever it is, you can't get to that, just go to Gary on Guns on Facebook, uh, and you'll get all that information. Because as Chuck is explaining to us, uh, some really good bills are sitting there, but there's no pressure... Uh, people don't know to call and, and say to the uh, Speaker, let's move this forward. So if uh, there's some interest and and some pressure, this could really make it move. Uh, so to support the Second Amendment Act in Missouri, it's House Bill HB 1637 or the Senate Bill SB 588. You can call Speaker Har 573-751-2210. Or you can email him, and his email address is up on the Facebook page. Be polite, be brief. Just express your support for passing the bill. Uh, then there is the gun-free zone bill. It's HB in the House HB 1638. If you want to mention your support for that as well. Um, and and this does have an impact. You get a lot of phone calls on something. Does that? You know, help to uh... absolutely,
3: especially the the ones that aren't the chain emails. Um, they're uh, kind of ignored because they all say the same thing. You can tell tell yeah. the ones coming in. I'm not trying to be belittle anybody, but just send a very brief email with your your own feelings. It can be just one sentence, and it's very very effective. It's very helpful for us. And, and if I get correct, I gave the wrong address. If you want to find your state rep, it's house.mo.gov. Houseatmo.gov. House. House. And then contact there's, there's your a state rep. There's a mechanism to look up your state rep. Just put in your address and your zip code. And you can then send your own state rep a message. Very, very effective. Yeah. I'm uh, about two blocks away from the
0: state rep that I would like to have. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to cast aspersions on any Democrats <laughs> in uh, in the uh, in the area. Uh, but I could be in Cherie Tolson Rice if I just move a couple of blocks away. And, we'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> good 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 uh eight seven four ninety three ninety the toll free number eight hundred five two nine five five seven two so we heard in the news over the course of the last couple of weeks about Virginia and uh how they were going to have this uh pro gun uh pro second amendment rally uh at the capitol in the state of virginia and then we heard and this was this was the phraseology. Credible evidence that there might be violence. I don't know what the credible evidence is, but you know, all four of us have hung around with people who are uh, Second Amendment supporters, and uh, they're usually pretty nice people. And they also know, as we all have, the old adage in the back of our minds: uh, "An armed society is a polite society." So you know, we were we were pretty sure that nothing was going to happen that would be violent. And I might point out that while they did. Uh, changed the law briefly to keep people uh, coming inside the chain-link fence from from being armed. All the people outside the chain-link fence were armed uh, at the Capitol. And, uh, uh, Garson, can you tell me how many
1: people got shot at that uh, none. event? What? But, none. What? Uh, none? Did you see the story of the satire news article where the press was shocked and appalled that there wasn't a shooting at this event <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you know what i know that's satirical <laughs> but i honestly do believe they were hoping something would happen oh i don't do sure. it
1: but yeah so this babylon b article got passed around like real news and people actually believe that this happened so that's just ludicrous as well
0: yeah we've had that we put a couple of pieces up if you're not familiar with the babylon b it is a satirical newspaper like the onion Yeah, and it is really, really funny. Uh, I've seen seen some things uh, that left me uncontrollably laughing on air. Uh, So, uh, as funny as that is, I do believe, though, that that is what the politicians, uh, the Democrats wanted, and I think it's what, uh, you know, they may not necessarily want to see somebody get killed, but they wanted to see some violence. They wanted something to make credible their case that the gun is the problem. Uh, and And as it turns out, Not only did these Second Amendment supporters swarm down there without any violence, but apparently as they left, (laughs) they Uh, policed the area. Yes, they picked up all the trash. Made it, you know... Well, there are police in the lines. Yeah.
1: Um, There's a picture of six cops behind a large uh, banner that they were holding up saying, we support the Second Amendment.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: so I guess I can't turn that around
0: No, you can't turn that around, but that's okay. I can see the reflection in the glass oh. behind you uh, so instead of instead of looking at Brian's face, I can look at that <laughs> and it is such an improvement, nothing like you know watching a bunch of guys holding a banner uh, Chuck, let me ask you this you know you've run for office and and you know what it's like to be a politician. if you're a liberal in the state of Virginia and you've forced these anti-gun measures and you see this kind of turnout does it make you think perhaps that Second Amendment supporters will be motivated to come out in November and vote against you
3: you would think so and I I can speak from my district's perspective Um, there are a lot of rural Democrats that are not happy with what's going on right now and um, I truly believe many of them have told me that they actually vote for me because they do not like what is happening nationally from the the democratic side and uh they they don't necessarily um like abortion and they certainly love their second amendment privileges and rights and they just don't like the constant attack on our freedoms in this country so uh i think it's actually damaging the uh the left side of all this stuff that's going on nationally it filters down it filters down to our level interestingly so. Uh, these
0: Democrats in Virginia were supported heavily with Michael Bloomberg's money. Yes, uh, yeah. which which by the way goes to show you just how useless campaign finance laws are, because uh, you, you can still get somebody with a lot of money or a group with a lot of money to spend whatever they want on whatever they,
3: you know. Yeah, just look at his commercials. You can see yeah. he's got several clips in all of his commercials with the the red shirt brigade in there. The uh, you know the angry moms. So he's uh, he's openly showing that he's anti-gun. There, people and he watch that. Yes, he bragged yeah. that he spent a couple
0: hundred million dollars taking over the Virginia legislature. Uh, but I think now uh, they're at risk of losing those seats as quickly as they gained
2: them. Well, I hope so. Yeah. And I always tell people, you know, you've got to support your legislators here in Missouri, not just the legislator for the district in which you live. Um, Because if my state rep, which is Sarah Walsh, is the only conservative in the House, she can't get anything done. You've got to reach out and support surrounding, you know, $25, $50. If you, you know, care for your constitutional rights, you need to act on it.
0: Well, you know, and we've pointed this out in the past, it can happen here. It can happen in one election cycle.
1: And that's a small investment, but it's, you know, still minor compared to what Bloomberg and Soros are able to throw into the kitty.
2: And if you're really, for lack of a better phrase, stingy with your money and don't want to give away $25, you know, like Chuck Basie has an annual steak dinner in, I think, August that's $25 or $35. It benefits his campaign, and you get a steak dinner, and he gives away a couple of guns. I mean, you can support... Y- yeah, yeah
0: anybody can, giving away firearms? I'm right in line for that you can su- <laughs> I'm in line for that.
2: Support good conservative legislators and, and you don't have to be wealthy to do it. So uh, the point is uh, that could happen here.
0: Uh, Virginia' is an interesting state. We'll talk a little bit about that next on Gary on guns 93 nine the 50 minutes after the hour. Coming up, a couple of neat firearms from graphs that uh, Garson brought. Are these the only two that you have in stock?
1: Yeah, that one may be one of only a few hundred in the country.
0: Wow. You're going to have to wait, Uh, because we'll do that in the next hour. By the way, you might want to go to the Facebook page, uh, Carry On Guns, (laughs) because when we hold these firearms up, you'll have a chance to actually see them instead of just seeing a still picture that's uh, posted there because we have video in studio. Joining us, of course, from graphs is Garson Chen, CPOA's Dale Roberts on board, Chuck Basie is here, state representative. We were talking about Virginia and the problems down there uh, for the first time, and I don't know how long the Democrats have complete control of the state of Virginia legislature and the governor's mansion. It has always, it wasn't always a purple state. It used to be a, a red state. Uh, But as uh, Washington, D.C. and the federal government got larger and larger, uh, more and more of those liberals that go to work for the government moved into northern Virginia, turned the red state purple. Um, And, uh, you know, right now they've turned it blue. Uh, But it is, uh, I think, uh, on the cusp of going back to red, uh, at least for the next election cycle or two, as the result of their uh, anti-gun legislation. Uh, By the way, uh, apparently, uh, somebody, one of the manufacturers of magazines, was giving away uh, AR-15 mags to the people in the crowd. And uh, Democrats were just beside themselves. (laughs) Actually called the magazines dangerous. The magazines were dangerous. An empty magazine, you know. You could hit somebody over the head with one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like the magazine really it's dangerous but that isn't that the concept that the left miss they're blaming an inanimate object for violence
1: you mean they're just missing one
0: <laughs> Well, okay yeah we go a little further than that if you want to do the weekday show uh, but but that's the mistake that they make it's like blaming the fork for somebody's obesity It it doesn't make sense and i can't help but feel that they know that they're wrong
1: well, they're right for the agenda they want to achieve. Yeah, I mean, they want they want communism. They, I mean, socialism in whatever form they can get, and they're inching towards it day by day.
0: Doesn't it frustrate you when you see guys like Bloomberg surrounded by armed, uh, def, uh you know, uh, self prote- or, uh, armed protection, telling you
2: you can't have that kind of protection? Exactly. It's very hypocritical. Yeah. So why do you need it if I can't have it?
0: Well, you know what their answer is. I swear to you, I'm not making this up. They've actually said it. Uh guys like Bloomberg are famous and in the news and l- bigger targets.
1: We're m- we're more but you're mere mortals. Than you. yeah.
0: yeah, you're mere mortals. Nobody nobody cares. You don't need that kind of protection.
2: Um right. How many let's see. At least 12 people were killed in Colombia last year, I guess they didn't need that kind of protection. No. Nope.
0: They didn't need any protection
2: yeah. at all. They yeah. were, they were just, Well,
1: it, it's not that they didn't need protection. It's they're not important, so it doesn't matter that they were killed.
2: Yeah. I didn't say that. Well, that's essentially... But their argument, yeah. is it yeah. not? Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I understand Yeah, completely. Yeah, I deserve it. You know, I'm entitled yeah, to
1: it. I'm powerful and have important things to do. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make the decisions that control your life, and I need to be protected so I can continue to control you.
0: I know I've told this story on the air before, but it, 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 it had such an impact on me when I was up in New York. Um, I was doing the show, and I'd gotten a couple of death threats. And having had a concealed carry permit here... And uh, I went to to the Sheriff's Department to get a concealed carry for the state of New York, which is an incredibly challenging task, and they asked why, and I said, "Well, because my life's been threatened, and I'm a public figure, I'm on the radio every day, and that wasn't good enough no I, you know it, I don't know what they consider a credible enough threat to give you permission to protect you try to get
1: on the view. You think that would have helped? Yeah, if you were on The View, they would have. Because Rosie O'Donnell's got armed security. She's got a hell of a lot of armed security.
2: Well, but does she carry herself is, is the point. And that's, in New York, you're not political enough to, to have that right. Yeah. I mean, this, it's just like the university in their recent case with Professor Barandes in court here in Boone County when the university said the Second Amendment doesn't apply on campus. Uh, you know, the Second Amendment doesn't apply unless you're really important. Well, the
1: first kind of doesn't matter either there, so.
2: <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I I, gleaned some
0: important information from that. As a result of that, we had a conversation on the air. And apparently, I can carry in my car. I can go out, drive through the grounds, park in the parking lot. Uh, if they catch me carrying, they can tell me to leave and I have to go.
2: Right. But I'm not a criminal for carrying. No. Nope. Their uh, prohibition only applies to faculty, staff, and students.
1: Yeah, they can't fire you or take away your yeah yeah
2: hold uh, your transcript. or hold your
1: degrees and yeah
2: yep. So <laughs>
0: it is just so stupid. So anybody with a gun can walk on that campus and get away with it, but
2: the staff and faculty and and students sure. The folks who who live there, the folks who are there until, you know, when I taught, I did for years, I did a law seminar from uh, 6 until 8.30 in the evening, so I'd leave campus around 9 o'clock. I had no right to defend myself leaving the campus at night. It is so bizarre. I mean, it's just such a total lack of logic. It doesn't have to make sense. It's just just the law. Right.
0: (laughs) Yes. All right. 874-9390, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Uh, Chuck, let me ask you, any egregious pieces of legislation that you've seen <laughs> that... that? Uh, why are you laughing, Dale?
2: Oh, I, I'll let Chuck. I mean, well, there's, yes, you know, so there's, there's, one there's that-
3: 50, I think 51, 52 pieces of uh, firearms legislation in the House alone and about 60% of those are anti second amendment so i i doubt that they'll even have a hearing they they might notice one or two of them up uh for a hearing but um anyway but you, you mentioned it already Gary we're one legislature away from losing a lot of our freedoms and and rights um and i'm i'm not trying to slight the other side of the uh the political spectrum but Uh, these people will never give up they would love to destroy a lot of our our freedoms and um, so anyway I think it's very important to stay politically active and and, uh, follow things and and uh, pay attention we talked about some positive
0: pieces of legislation uh, including the Second Amendment Preservation Act and the uh, gun-free zone legislation and we've posted all the pertinent information on how to contact the speaker uh, to try to let them know you want this uh legislation to move forward because that's the only way it's going to move forward is if you uh you you make it clear that you're behind it you're 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 paying attention uh so if you are a second amendment supporter go to the Facebook page Gary on Guns and uh get that information phone number email all of that stuff so that um, you can uh maybe advance some of this, because that Second Amendment Preservation Act, I am just dying to see that get passed. Uh, From Facebook, Michael, I read they forwarded some law proposal in Virginia that didn't include assault rifles. Do you know what advanced? Uh, Actually, I do have some information on some of the laws that were uh, written. Uh, They passed three gun control bills in Virginia uh, committees, uh, and they're advancing a fourth. I'll try to get to that in the next hour. But we also got some terrific firearms from Graffs. They're in Mexico, Missouri. Not just the Reloading Authority, because they are, but they sell new and used handguns, uh, shotguns. Uh, they've got rifles. They've got archery. Everything. Great place to go. That's up next. Gary on Guns, 93.9 Eagle.